0: Greetings from your tryptophan-saturated host in the recording studios of Nifty. Today we're going to be discussing tips on cross-examination of the defendant, things you should not overlook when you're planning your cross of the defendant. Let's start with the defendant's pending cases. Unlike the cross-examination of any other non-defendant witness, the people are not permitted to cross-examine the defendant as to any of his or her pending were open cases. Doing this is reversible error. However, the defendant may open the door, as the defendant did in People v. Blakeney from the New York Court of Appeals in 1996. The defendant testified that he had never seen the person with whom he was arrested and charged with selling drugs. The court held this opened the door to cross-examination by the people as to the fact that both he and his present co-defendant were arrested just 12 days after this incident at the same location and charged in another case that was still open. A defendant's testimony at a suppression hearing can never be used by the people as direct evidence against the defendant. However, when the defendant testifies at trial, such testimony of his or her given at a suppression hearing may be used to impeach the defendant at trial the allocution of a defendant's withdrawn plea or a withdrawn alibi notice cannot be used by the people to cross-examine a defendant. Now, let's take a look at the defendant's silence at the time of the arrest. Let's start with the basic rule that the people are not permitted to cross-examine the defendant about his or her silence at the time of the arrest. Now, let's take that a step further. Even if the defendant has made two statements or perhaps a statement and testified in the grand jury, and one of those statements has major omissions, you cannot introduce these to show this admission unless the defendant testifies. However, if the defendant made a statement to the police at the time of the arrest, which is found to be admissible under the Harris Rules for impeachment, She then can be cross-examined about the material facts that were testified to at trial which were not part of the original statement. This is known as selective silence, and it is appropriate for you to cross-examine the defendant as well as mention it in your summation. Be sure to see the authority cases on this point, especially the most recent decision by the Court of Appeals on November 1st of this year, People v. Cherry. Conversations a defendant has with the co-defendant are not protected in the same fashion in which conversations between the defendant and his or her attorney are protected. As you know, any effort by the people to cross-examine the defendant about conversations with his or her attorney will result in reversible error. However, conversations between the defendant and the co-defendant are subject to proper cross-examination by the people and will not result in reversible error. Defense attorney statements made in court that are clearly attributable to the defendant can be used to impeach the defendant at trial. These statements by the attorney may take place during a bail application or, as in the case of People v. Brown from the Court of Appeals in 2002, during a Sandoval argument. Sworn allegations of fact attributable to the defendant that are filed in support of a motion to suppress by the defense are available to the people to be used to impeach the defendant when he or she testifies. These sworn allegations of fact, however, are not available to be introduced on the people's direct case unless the defense chooses to introduce a new defense through other witnesses and the defendant does not testify. These will then become informal judicial admissions, and they are then available to be used. But normally, they are not permitted to be introduced as direct evidence. There are other forms of court documents attributable to the defendant that may be available to be used as part of your direct case, and not just for impeachment purposes. An example of that would be a complaint filed in a civil suit against one of the individuals involved in the present case. Here are a few other quick items not to forget. You may cross-examine the defendant with his or her grand jury testimony. Be sure to lay the proper foundation when you are impeaching the defendant with a prior inconsistent statement. The rule of completeness, which applies to a statement made by the defendant, which is being introduced by you as either an admission or a confession on your direct case does not apply to the remainder of a statement from which you have used a portion to impeach the defendant. When you believe the defendant has opened the door on a Sandoval ruling, or a Molyneux ruling for that matter, you first must get the court's permission before you start your cross with the previously precluded evidence. For case law authority for all of the issues presented here, as well as many other useful things you may use in the cross-examination of the defendant, please see the Nipty practice tip as well as the more extensive memo entitled Cross-Examination of the Defendant, The Basics. Our thanks to our crack producer, Jonathan Marconi Crespino. Be well, my friends, and stay ready.